no, Anderson has a point. Oh, yeah. Like an assist. Yeah, so, well, if he gets an assist, it's a point, right? He's, uh, yeah, he just generally doesn't score that much. Now, the question is, <laughs> is it really worth spending all that money on someone that can't score? Yeah, we need to be seeing at least one or two goals a game. You know, to be able to get that much ice time, I expect the guy to be putting up at least, you know, 20, 30 <laughs> points a season. You're a funny guy, Craig. I know. Welcome to Leafs Fans in Hostile Lands, the podcast about three Leafs fans doing our best to survive, surrounded by a bunch of Sens fans. I'm Craig Shaw, along with Dr. Sexy Kyle Nurse and Daniel Don't Call Me Danny Britton. Those are the best names. Please do not call me anything else throughout the rest of this podcast. So we're going to start off with our uh, with our one-minute recap. And this week we've got Kyle uh, uh, taking the lead. We're going to start with something new this week for the one-minute recap. Uh, every week we're going to figure out how long it takes each of us to do our one-minute recap. And we're going to divide it by the number of games that we've played. And whoever has gotten the fastest game recap for the week is going to win an extra dollar on the bet for the uh, Let's Make a Bet at the end of the podcast. We are so competitive. It's all about money. Yeah, it really is. All right, Kyle, are you ready for your one-minute, one-minute recap? I'm ready for my super-fast recap. We'll come up with a cool name. Um, Dan, do you have a timer ready by any chance? Yeah, I have the timer going. And go. Okay, game one on uh, Tuesday versus Calgary. No, it was not Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday versus Calgary. 4-3 win for uh, the Leafs. Simmons scores four minutes in his first goal as a Leaf using his actual stick. Matthew scores in the power play. It's always beautiful. Boyd, first game with a Leaf and his first goal. Wow, so good, so good. Leafs give up three bad defensive goals to Calgary. Nobody cares who scored. And Marner finishes the game in style with a goal on his ass. Game two, Thursday, Edmonton, 4-3 win for Toronto. Spets' first goal on a weird bounce. Nylander's first since game one, stopping that drought. Wow, uh, Justin. John Tavares is good at getting the puck to him. Edmonton ties it up with two dry saddle goals. Thank you, Fantasy. Simmons' third goal in three games in the third period, and Matthews puts it away on the power play. Yay! Game three, Edmonton. I believe that's on Saturday. 4-3 again, but this time a loss. No fun. Hyman and Muzzin get the assistance on their chest for the reverse retro jerseys, and they suck. Lettinen gets in this game, and he decides to put his hand on the puck in the crease, and therefore we get a penalty shot by Tyler Ennis. Good thing we didn't pick him up because no goal. Woohoo! Good choice by Lettinen. Willie, his second goal in two games versus Edmonton. Wow, McDavid is good. Wow, Matthews is good. Wow, Hyman is good. We're going OT. <gasps> Breakout Nylander? Nope. Breakout Drysaddle and McDavid? Well, we all know what's going to happen then. End. Done. Time. All right. So that was a minute and 30 seconds. Not bad, Kyle. Oh, not bad. Not bad. I thought it was going to be a bad. lot longer. I stumbled a lot there. Jeez. Well, you pulled it off. I'm impressed. A minute, minute 30 seconds. So 30 seconds per game i'll write that down just so i can uh, let you know that i won when i do (laughs) Um, just to hold that over our heads exactly exactly uh but with that game recap of super extraordinary inhuman speed uh let's talk about some of these games that happened this week um western road trip what was that 
four games last week. They went three and one. Three games this week, they go two and one, one of which they did get the point because it was a uh, OT game. Leafs are on a roll, and they rolled through the West. Feeling really good about this. Game one against Calgary. Uh, something I uh, noticed right away is the fourth line is producing, and the fourth line is rotating. Travis Boyd's first game and he gets his first goal. Spezza out of the lineup for this one, I believe, and he uh, just, just just gets scratched. He's totally fine. Travis Boyd gets in. Joey Anderson gets in, and Pierre Engvall. If I do not, uh, if I didn't mess that up, someone can correct me in a bit. What do you guys think about uh, Game One against Calgary? Um, you know, Game One, uh, I was nervous going into it because the Leafs had just won the first game against Calgary, so I figured Calgary was going to come back pretty hard. And if my memory serves correctly, uh, you know, we came out strong in the first. We scored right away, which I think it was Simmons that scored right away, which was a beautiful yeah, goal. Buddy. And then Matthews follows it up, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, like, you know, we got a shot here, guys. Like, we're going to sweep Calgary's little mini series because it's all like this year is all about these little mini series we're having. So I'm really enjoying, you know, the, the two games, and then you wait a couple games, and then you see them again in two games. It's, uh, it's really working for me, but. Um, you know, halfway about through, yeah, about halfway through that game, the Leafs just kind of lost their skates and I got a little bit scared. We got a couple goals scored uh, on us and I thought it might turn uh, out for the worst, but luckily the Leafs were able to do what the Leafs were able to do and they pulled it off. So yeah, let me just jump in there for a second, Dan, about the, uh, shots you were talking about, like the Leafs just coming out hard and then they lost their feet in the second. 10-1 was the shots in the first. This this was this game. It was so long ago. Uh, 10-1 in the first. Second, uh, five Toronto shots, 18 Calgary shots. You were totally right. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, it was something crazy like that. Oh, it was it was a little uh, touch and go there for a second. But uh, the Leafs, I you know, I actually think we got lucky. Anderson's uh, made some really nice saves late in the game that could have kind of turned it. But uh, they pulled it off. So go Leafs. I was expecting this game to be a little bit more uh, intense. Like the first period, obviously Toronto came out and uh, they played well in that first that outshot them 10 to one, got the two goals, I believe in the first, like they lost their skates in the second. And after that first game with uh, Kachuk getting a little upset at the, uh, you know, in the team and the game was getting a little bit chippy at the end. I was expecting it to be a pretty physical game throughout the entire thing, but it was kind of more of a uh, defensive grind kind of back and forth game more than anything. Um, obviously until the last, after one second of the last period of the third period there with that little, uh, incident between Kachuk and, uh, Muzzin. Oh yeah. He was not happy going to the locker room, eh? I think my, I'm most impressed with the water bottle holder that didn't fall off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was the, too. I was like, we got to get the name of that guy. That was, that that was that. the first start of the game. <laughs> That's no. first star of the game calgary's water bottle and water bottle holder well done second star austin matthews third star doesn't matter yeah also leafs win so that's really all that leafs matters win. I was uh, a, jacob yeah. markstrom in this one not great and we had high expectations for him when we did our bet on uh you know how many goals the leaf would score and we're like okay hellbuck's gonna shut the door and then markstrom oh he's the man he's gonna shut the door leaf scored seven goals on markstrom over their two games not a great save percentage there. Very uh, interesting to see uh, where the holes are in each team. You know, Markstrom didn't get a lot of shots. I think he, they got something like 19 or 20 shots, the Leafs, throughout yep. the whole game. Yep. And they were sporadic. So he made it just 
just might not have worked for him that way. I don't think he looked terrible, but you know, you're right. We certainly expected more from him. One thing that Toronto's been able to do over this uh, three games, um, especially that game, they just seem to be able to find one more goal. Um, in that last game, the one two nights ago against Edmonton, where they lost in overtime, sure, you know they uh, they came back from uh, a deficit at the beginning to force overtime, but and they just seemed to be able to find that one more goal, and that's one thing that I they wouldn't they couldn't find last year. Um, I think Matthews was kind of the only guy that would come in at the end of the night and score that extra goal, and if he wasn't on his game, then you know what they just kind of lost their uh, lost their touch in the third period, but. One thing I'm seeing from this team this year is that they can just they seem to have a little bit more uh, throughout the game that they really want they can tell that they want to win that they're going to work hard they're going to try to find that one more goal to keep themselves in the game. Um, every game this year, you know they have they they've looked good they've been able to score their defense is obviously better than it has been in past years, but they've had to rely on a lot of luck and a lot of just working hard and grinding to try to get that extra goal this year. Um, question is if it's going to be sustainable through the uh for the entire 52 mm-hmm. games se- or 56 game season uh to give you yeah. a little stats on that with the one more goal and this is so true leaves have played 10 games six of those games decided by one goal they're just wow like, really bringing, eh? bringing the heat at the end yeah the other four only decided by two goals now some of these games have been uh high scoring games and freddie's yeah. uh, save percentage really shows that um but Craig is absolutely right. They are finding ways to pull goals out of anything, absolutely anything. You just pull, you pull as hard as you can, and you find a goal. And it's nice that it's not just the top line, and it's not just Matthews, and it's not just Marner. You've seen the other guys, like you know, Simmons has come up timely a couple times there on the power play. Um, Boyd scored that first goal uh, for the team. Yeah, uh, Nylander yeah. scored a couple times. Um, every it's clicking throughout the entire lineup. Uh, which is nice because it was nice to see Johnny T get a couple more goals. He's not doing too bad. He's got quite a few power play points, but uh, um, if we can get Johnny T a couple more points, maybe Jimmy VC a couple more as well. Um, I think they're, they're looking pretty good. Um, and I have to say that uh, Hall, uh, Justin Hall is looking great right now. Um, he's exactly what, you know, Dubas was hoping for when he re-signed him last year. Kind of looked a little, little uh, unsure after he signed that contract uh, at the beginning of last year. And he kind of dropped off a little bit, but he's back on in his uh, A game this year. He's the McDavid destroyer, and that is awesome for us. And they just every time McDavid go out, uh, Hall goes out. And we saw that in the uh, last game against Edmonton, which we'll get to. And even though they lost, I still think it was the uh, the right choice to at least go with Hall on that one. Let's uh, skip ahead to game two. Our first uh, sighting of Edmonton since they came to Toronto. Big thing for this one, uh, Nylander breaking his slump. And when I say slump, I mean yeah. he scored, what, two goals in the first game? We're like, yeah, this is awesome. We love Nylander. He's here. He's great. Okay. Okay. What do you, Nylander, are you falling asleep over there, buddy? Coming back? You coming back? <laughs> and he came back with these two Edmonton games again. Uh, breaks his slump. However, this was the game. Let me just check the stats on this one. 11 penalties and four. Yeah, yeah it felt like so many. And it was just ref calls a bad one. So he's got to call one on the other team. Ref calls another bad one. And then Kerfit's like, you know what? How many power plays can I give the other team this game? Let's see if I can get this number up. There's a stat for that, right? 
four power play goals, two for each team. You know what? That's exciting hockey for us, uh, but also kind of cringeworthy sometimes when we see that many penalties. Game two, Nylander breaks his slump. Penalties galore. What do you guys think about this game? It was a lot of penalties. Um, it's nice to see these two teams go on the power play as much as they did. Because um, obviously they're two teams with very good power plays. I believe, if I'm not mistaken right now, Toronto's first in the league. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're only 21st on the pe- penalty kill. So that makes for some very exciting power play time, especially with 11 different uh, penalties throughout that game. A um, couple of weaker calls that, you know, probably aren't going to get called every game. They were definitely not called the next night, but... Every time that they went to the power play, especially in those second and third period, they were just scoring. And that's the thing about trying to find that one more goal. Both teams were actually doing a pretty good job at it. Um, So it made for some pretty good, uh, exciting games. And we're still going to see them another four or five times, five or six times this season. Um, And that's way more McDavid and Dreisaitl than I will ever want to see any year ever again. Um, As much as I love the All-Canadian division right now, I am... Not excited to see them five more times. Let's do a recap on that uh, save percentage. Toronto, yes, number one in the league with 43.3%, which is ridiculous. 43.3% conversion on the power play. Uh, Edmonton, Edmonton, eighth with 28.6% on the power play. Oh, see, Kyle, I think you're using old stats. I have them as ninth with 28.6. But <laughs> Okay, so tied for eighth, tied for ninth. <laughs> and they're still in eighth after going four for four against Ottawa in oh. the, uh, what, the first period there last night. Oh, my Tonight's God. <laughs> but the problem they also had, Craig, as you mentioned, was their PK. I mean, their PK is just not, like, the, the Leafs' PK is not, uh, up to snuff right now it's uh, 76.9 percent which puts them in the bottom third of the the league but then you've got Edmonton which is almost at the bottom of the league with 69.4 percent so uh, you know they gave up as many as they took in that one but uh, I found it to be a lot more of an even game than you know the Calgary game before where you had the shot totals uh, seesawing back and forth period by period um, I think at the end it was fairly even for shots. I think I thought, saw third period they were both getting up past 28 or something shots. Um, so it was a good good game defensively, or sorry, not a good game defensively, good game offensively for both teams. Um, I was a little disappointed to see the, the quick uh, overtime goal for Edmonton, but, you know, what you're going to do? Oh, wrong Anderson game, can't... wrong game. Oh, wrong game? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm wrong sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. I guess that kind of leads us into the third game. Yeah, yeah. Craig, yeah, take over. There we go. Let's just, <laughs> let's just leave So what right Dan was saying. <laughs> they are all blending together. It's great to see Aren't these teams that. playing multiple times, but whew, there's a lot of hockey. It's great. Freaking love the it. The Leafs definitely deserve the, uh, the few nights that they have off right now. And so yes. do we. We've been watching a lot of hockey. Yeah. Oh, and last week was the late, the late nights, too. We forgot about that. I stayed up for most of them. I, at least I tried. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Okay, game three, as uh, Dan eloquently segued to. Uh, <laughs> the only loss this week for uh, the Maple Leafs still squeaked out a point because of the overtime point, which is controversial in itself, but whatever. Um, the Leafs still finding that one extra goal. They were really behind in this game for most of it um, until they pushed it to overtime. Um 
sporting their new reverse retro jerseys. Do we want to start there? Do we want to uh, talk about the the goals in the game at all? Well, there's. Well, just let's start with the jerseys. Yeah. Um, sure. Okay. I like them more than I did when I first saw them. I think I would like them more if they belonged to any other team except for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I, but I hated the blue numbers and blue names on the blue jerseys. Um, for most of the game, I couldn't. Well, I couldn't tell who anyone was. Well, I know who everyone is, but uh, it was a hard time telling the names on the jerseys. Um, the gray just didn't pop as well for me. It just kind of everything kind of washed together a little bit. But uh, and the. Edmonton was also wearing their reverse retro jerseys that night, mm-hmm. and they just looked like Montreal with the orange shoulders, with the striping. I thought it was just Montreal's road jersey. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, Alex you could at least the read room. their She's name, like, though. I didn't think they were playing Montreal tonight. I'm like, no, that's Edmonton. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Montreal orange. Yes. Just the, <laughs> turn the color up a little bit on the TV, and you've got... Uh... But, uh, no, I, I think the jerseys were better than I was expecting, but I still didn't like them all that much. I'm going to go with not at all. It was a swing and a miss with the retro jerseys for the Leafs. Now, the a lot of the other teams nailed it, which makes me feel so much worse for the Leafs because, you know, it's like the, the center of hockey universe, and I'm looking at a team like, okay, even Phoenix. What a great retro jersey. The purple I love and the, the cool purple. little thing on the bottom. Yeah. That's a great one. Um... Uh, Carolina also nailed it doing the Whalers. That was fun. Top two for me were the uh, Colorado Nordiques. What a great way to combine two franchises um, with, you know, different logos and different colors. Like, so great. And then the other one, combining them, Minnesota Wild and Minnesota North Stars. All they did was take the Wild logo and use the North Stars colors, threw a couple stars in, and it is fan-freaking-tastic. I'm also looking at LA Kings. They combined two... Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, one, one logo and the other one's colors. What the heck were the Leafs thinking with this one? Well, let's use a logo from our, uh, you know, 67 team. Okay, fine. Go with that. What what else are we doing? Oh, we're doing the stripe? Okay, great. And the gray. What's the gray from? And we're going to make the numbers hard to read. When was that... Why is there no white? We we play for the blue and white. Swing and a miss. Just terrible. You know what? I wouldn't have hated it if it had the if the crest was in gray and the numbers were in gray. Just have the entire thing kind of work together. But just mm-hmm. the blue numbers, the blue crest on the blue jersey, just it just didn't really work for me. But did you see that Minnesota actually wore those jerseys the other night? Their yep. uh, new North Stars. Those look good. They I look so the, good. I like the green pants with the uh, yellow numbers on the back. Yeah. Um, and I went back and watched the game from before that when they wore their regular whites. And I'm thinking, they need to switch to these. That needs to be their jersey for the rest of the it season. It is a much cooler. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, other team that's total swing and a miss, Vancouver. What the heck are they thinking? Oh, we're going to do like this. The little fade, but we're going to use our current colors and our current logo. Okay, I stop. actually really like that jersey. I like Vancouver, too, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, I yeah, do, too. Get yeah. out. The skate, you know guys, black, orange, yellow, red, whatever, the skate, but put the Killer Whale logo in those colors. Oh, that's all I want. It's all I want. I like the green and blue. 
I think it's a good color combination together. There's enough black, white, red, and yellow teams out there, like Fair. The flames. Um, actually, their reverse retro jersey is basically just the deep V, um, yep. Calgary. <laughs> but uh, I, I I like their color combinations um, in Vancouver. But uh, oh, I, and I the, think they're the normal. One, is absolutely. Weird. It's very early two thousands, but. I think it looks way better in these colors than it did in the uh, the blue and the maroon that they wore back then. Sorry, Craig, you mentioned the gray on the uh, jerseys. I've actually read that the gray is a nod um, to the Maple Leaf Centennial Classic jersey from 2017. So it has a reason. I was thinking that the silver was, you know, the <laughs> been around for 100 years. But, yeah. uh, you know, can only go so far. Do we need what like, a we deep have dive? Thir- we already have 13 points on the uh, crest for every Stanley Cup, so we can't win another one now. It's cursed. It's in there. <laughs> um, one more retro jersey I want to mention that uh, I didn't think of this, and I looked at it recently and thought I didn't like it the first time I saw it, but I like it a lot more now, is the San Jose Sharks. First time I saw it with the gray, yes, and I thought, thank you. really? Gray? Why? And I thought, sharks are gray. They're going to look like sharks. This is kind of cool. If they wore it's, gray pants and gray he- helmets, I'd be all in. I haven't seen them yet. I'd love to see them in person, um, or at least see them on the ice. Not bad. I wouldn't mind a little more teal, a little more teal going on. But uh, having the gray as the background is, excuse me, quite uh, quite cool. It's better than black. Oh yeah, for sure. A little more unique, which is great. All right, let's uh, wrap up our conversation on the retro jerseys and the uh, Leafs recap. Again, uh, five points this week. You can't really ask for too much more than that. The Leafs are on a roll. However, the Ottawa Senators are going the opposite direction. Here we go. We have the capital corner with Daniel Britton. Uh, Take it away, sir. Yes, so everybody, welcome to Capital Corner. Ottawa is not having a great start to their season. I don't know how many fans saw the uh, game against the Oilers the other night, but it was, I think, 8-5. Um, you know, the the Sens, they scored five goals, so they can score the goals. It just seems to be defense that is their problem, defense and goaltending. Right now, they are sitting at the bottom of the league uh, with three whole points, which Two is unfortunate. Toronto. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Just <laughs> did that, that knife Why in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm the realist. Two from Toronto, uh, which was really a heartbreaker when you think about it. Um, but uh, they've played, you know, the same number of games as everybody else. They're just not clicking this year. Um, so what does Ottawa need, guys? Do we need a new owner? Uh, do we need more veteran players? Do we need to use our, uh, or our, sorry, I'm talking like a sense. Sens fan, um, do they need to use their young players more? Do they need to tap into their money? Like, what what do they need to do? Uh, Kyle, thoughts? Patience. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, they are just bad right now, and a lot of teams have gone through this. Toronto went through it for a couple years, and they got the number one pick, and they got uh, Matthews. So I think patience yep. for sure. And I think they need to be careful with Matt Murray. He, I think he's got some untapped potential. I don't think he was a one-hit wonder with the Stanley Cup runs. But they need to make sure his confidence is not completely ruined. I think they got him for four years. So three more years after this, they want to see him go in the right direction. 
and see the team go in the right direction. If he loses all confidence this year, it means you're looking for another goalie. And as we discovered last time, the crop is thin. So patience yeah. for me. Um, don't ruin your chance with Matt Murray. Let these uh, young guys develop. And when they get their wins, they're going to love their wins. They're going to really relish in it. So I'm kind of taking the Ottawa side on this one. Just patience. Definitely don't blow it up. You're going in the right direction. Keep getting those picks. Get those high draft picks. Four or five years, I'm afraid of Ottawa in four or five years. Four four or five years, I'll, I'll give you that. But, you know, that's a long ways away from now in the world of hockey. That's true. That's um, true. They've got 44 goals against and only uh, 22. 22 goals for is actually not too bad, but 44 against. Like, do you think Matt Murray can can stand out that long? Like, do you think he can manage to hold out before uh, the defense kicks in or maybe they uh, get their special teams going? I mean, I'm looking at their stats right now and they're 15% power play, 68% PK. It's nothing right now is clicking um you know i've done i haven't watched a ton of ottawa games to be fair i saw part of the one against uh the oilers and once um the barrage of goals came in i i couldn't really couldn't really see much more um, uh, to be fair with that barrage of goals uh edmonton put in their like backups backup backup it was scott skinner or something somebody skinner and he's their like second ahl goalie like they are having mm-hmm. some serious trouble with goalies in edmonton so they kind of threw uh, they threw Ottawa a bone, and then McDavid and Drysaddle are like, no, 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 no. We're going to light up Matt Murray, four goals on like 12 shots, and then we're going to light up uh, Hogberg, and that's, that's how it's going to go. Now, what I have seen from Ottawa with their goaltenders, which um, kind of ties into what I said, is they're using Hogberg more. They're not mm. just saying, okay, Matt Murray, you're our number one guy. We're going to throw you out there. You're going to win us games. It's going to be awesome. They're like, okay, we're going to go do a little bit of a tandem. You guys are going to fight for it, and you're going to work as a team. And we're going to lose as a team as well. So I think they took the correct approach there. No, Matt Murray cannot play that many games. No, he cannot take that many shots. Like you said, they got to use their backups. Maybe they get another backup. Maybe another goalie goes on the waivers, and since Ottawa did so poorly last year, they scoop him up, and they're like, you know what? We're going to throw this guy in. Like, we know we're going to lose. We want our offense and defense to improve. we got to put a warm body in net, and it can't be Matt Murray the whole time. So, yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you think, Dan? Hit me. Well, you, you make a good point with giving them time. I mean, they've got a lot of young new players. Like, I was looking at the roster earlier, and I don't recognize a third of them. Um, right. You know, like, maybe ones I've heard uh, from uh, camp or something, but, like, I just don't know these guys. And then the veterans that they do have, they wouldn't have played with any of these guys before, and the lines are all jumping. Like, they just don't have chemistry working for them right now. So maybe you're right they're in veterans, that. yeah. A little bit veterans of time. Veterans are not signed long-term. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And so when you're not invested, it's hard to to really care what you're doing. Um, I would, I mean, I live in Ottawa. I would like to see Ottawa do well. The city thrives when Ottawa is doing well. Uh, what do you think about Melnick? He, um, I mean, I know there are a lot of opinions <laughs> about Melnick. Um, 
but like he's struggling even with this team for the last few years. Uh, they're struggling with money. He was trying to get people in the stands during COVID. He wanted to fill the stands with 500 people. And he'd say, yeah, we got 6,000 and all this uh, 6,000. Yeah, sorry. 6,000. What a day. Yeah. Dong. But like, is it just about money for the guy or is he trying to generate some excitement? Does something need to happen with Melnick? It can something well, happen with Melnick. I mean, he's not going to sell the I team. I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if anything can happen unless it comes from, you know, someone like Gary Bettman. And I mm-hmm. think Gary Bettman and him talk more often than uh, Bettman wants to because uh, Melnick doesn't seem to have too much of a muzzle on him. I think with Melnick, he's got a huge ego. You heard it here first. Um, yep. <laughs> huge ego. And he wants to be involved. I don't know how Pierre Dorian does with that. <laughs> um, Pierre Dorian is an amazing GM. He is going to lead this team to some good stuff. Obviously not right now. And Melnick, I think, needs to get out of the way, except when it comes for the uh, for the money. I think Melnick will put his money where his mouth is when the team is good. And he's going to wait for that. He's going to wait. He's going to wait. He's probably going to wait until Stutzla uh, needs a contract, so three years, maybe two years, or whatever that uh, CBA is. And he's going to dish it out because he's going to be like, it's time. Let's go. Let's go. The only problem with that ego is he's going to expect uh, compliments. He's going to expect recognition. I built this. I bought this. Yeah. No, get out. Get out. Pierre Dorian is a puppet master. Wow, he made the Eric, Eric Carlson trade awesome. Wow, he made the Duchesne thing. He turned that around. It was like, okay, we're really good. We're going to get Matt Duchesne. Wow, we suck. What just happened? Okay, we need to get some assets for Matt Duchesne and Dezingle and uh, Pajot and him and him and him. And (laughs) I think he did a masterful job of it. They just suck right now. They are just a young team. I'm thinking back the year before Matthews. That's I I kind of referenced that before. And they were the Leafs were not good, but they had a lot of veterans. I'm like, oh, do we need more veterans? We need more leadership. We don't have these guys for a long time. There was a decent amount of turnover during the Matthews short era in terms of the veterans, but they kept with their young core. I think Ottawa's got that young core. Shabbat, Batherson, Kachuk, Norris. I think there's another Norris. And then Matt Murray and Nett. You throw in another uh, you know, defenseman in there. Players might want to come here in a couple years. I mean, like, you know what? This team is up and coming. Just like George Springer coming to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. George Springer, wow, he's a good player. Blue Jays? They're up and coming. They got the pieces, and George Springer's like, these guys are going to win soon. Damn right they're going to win soon. Canada Blue Jays, let's go. Ottawa is going to be that <laughs> team soon. Again, I'm going to be scared if the Leafs don't win in uh, the next five years because Ottawa's going to be on their ass. Let me just uh, let me propose something here quickly, if you don't mind. Kyle, you were talking about that uh, Ottawa can really use some more defensive help on the— uh, obviously, they've got their defense isn't super deep— um, with this news coming out right now that uh, Victor Mete of Montreal is looking for some new, uh, looking for a new home, um, mm-hmm. looking for a bigger role on a team, get some more ice time. Do you think he'd be a good fit in a place like Ottawa, or do you think he's a more he's more of a complementary defenseman for a more established team? Um, I think he's fit. Absolutely, he would be uh, top line minutes uh, because Ottawa doesn't have a whole lot going on. The only problem is uh, Montreal is up against the cap, so they wouldn't be able to take 
a serious player back. They may be able to take a future player, but Ottawa doesn't really want to get rid of those. And they may be able to take a high draft pick, but Ottawa doesn't want to get rid of those. So I think Ottawa could part with something like a, uh, like a second round or a third round pick. Even the second round pick could be pretty high. Um, Well, that's what I mean. A second round pick is like a low first round pick. Yeah. Um, That's not bad for someone like Mete who has, you know, he's a pretty good defensive player. Um, he was on a pretty crappy team for a number of years there, playing beside at least a pretty good defenseman. Doesn't mm-hmm. score a lot of points, but he's learned some good habits playing beside Weber for the last couple of years. Um, I don't think he would take. A, it would require a lot. I think he's worth more than, to Montreal than he would be to actually trade. But I think that'd be yep. a pretty good fit for him. Um, not moving yeah. too far, just uh, you know, sliding up the one uh, the four seventeen here, um, down the four seventeen. Oh. Yeah, coming up the four seventeen, I guess uh, from <laughs> Ottawa or from. Uh, from Montreal, um, I think it'd be a pretty good fit. At least that way, you know, they can get a player that doesn't have to go through a COVID protocol as well. Yeah, I think a lot yeah, of teams are point. struggling with that. They're like, okay, we have to trade within the division or else we're going to get hit like this. But at the same time, Winnipeg has not been terrible without Line A waiting for Dubois. So if you get the right player and you have a decent team and you're just upgrading, if you do it early enough, it's, it's not the worst. To follow up my point with the... Uh, uh, Montreal maybe getting picks back for Victor Mete. Wow, they don't need picks. Oh my God, I'm looking at the True. cap friendly right now. Montreal, <laughs> they have their first rounders still. They have two second rounders. They have three third rounders. They have three fourth rounders. They have three fifth rounders, and it doesn't matter after that. Yeah, they. Yeah. I don't think Montreal cares. Bergevin does not care. He's like Mete is going to sit, and he's going to play when we want him to play. I think he heard him loud and clear, and he played him the next game. So. Montreal may be doing a little bit more of a rotation like Toronto has, too. I think Sandine's going to get in a game this week, believe it or not. That's a good segue into uh, another topic I want to talk about this week is Montreal. Uh, They've been looking really good. Montreal Um, good. Montreal good. Yeah, like Carey Price has been playing well. Um, Him having a pretty solid backup with Jake Allen. He's played got in a couple games. I know they've only lost the one game so far in regulation. Um, I think they're... Last I looked, they were tri- tied with Toronto for points, but I could be mistaken at this point. Um, Montreal's looking good. I think they're going to be obviously our biggest uh, competitor for first in the division this year. Um, and if Montreal comes first, Toronto comes second, or vice versa, I'm fine with that because it means we won't have to play them in the first round. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about Montreal so far this year? Montreal's playing well. They're they've got a lot of big players. They've got a lot of veteran players, and they've got a goalie. Well, actually, they've got two great goalies that can uh, pretty much stop most things put in front of them. Their power, uh, pardon me, their penalty kill is just crushing it this year. I'm just looking at their stats, and uh, they're you know for behind the Leafs in one point uh, with a game behind. They're going to be catching up very very quickly. I think. I am not excited to play Montreal. <laughs> no. Oh my god, and uh, like it's it's going to be exciting hockey. It's going to be awesome, but it's going to be stressful hockey. Like, where did this team come from? And I know a lot of people are still saying like, okay, hold on, they were twenty fourth last year. You know, they're gonna they're gonna figure out here soon that they're not good. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think they were bad last year. 
I think no, the twenty uh, fourth is lower than they should have been if Carey Price was playing like Carey Price. Um, mm. Their success is very much based on how he plays. Um, but I think they were a better team than twenty fourth last year, anytime through the season. Um, even when Toronto would play them, sure they were, you know, much farther down the standings. But it was always a hard slog every time they play them. Every time last year. Um, so seeing them make a couple moves this year, I'm not surprised um, that they're doing as doing better. It's, it's kind of surprising they're doing as well as they are. But as long as their goalies play goalie, then they can. I think they're gonna have a good uh, a good chance at taking top of the division this year. Well, and just you mentioned their goalies, Craig. So they've got Price and Allen, and right now Price has a 2.77 goals against average. So you know that's 903 save percentage for him. Better than so Freddie. you know, well, it is better than Freddie. But you know, let's say Price is having an off day and he just doesn't feel like going in that. Well, they put in Allen, who's got a 933 percentage save save percentage with 1.68 goals against, like. Allen is such a good backup, if you can call him a backup, that two starting goalies for them uh, with the defense that they have and the offensive power that they have uh, in Petrie and Foley is just going to, it's going to be an impressive match for the season. Not looking forward to it, like Kyle said. Kind of scary. Uh, I said uh, Pierre Dorian was a wizard. Uh, what's above wizard? Like sorcerer or something? Like Grand Mark wizard, Berger, I believe. Ran. Yeah. Mark, what did Wait, you say? No, Grand, Grand Wizard is something else. No, nope, never mind. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get into that. No, 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 sorry. Don't cut even that. cut this. Don't cut that. It's really funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Let's go with Sorcerer. We'll do a little Jafar action here. Mark Bergevin is a Sorcerer. Man, what was it? I, was it last year? Maybe two years ago? Montreal, Quebec, all... All the people that are Canadians fans, oh, we got to get rid of Bergevin. He's running this team into the ground. We got to get rid of him. And look at him now. Let's pick up Josh Anderson and give him a bunch of money. Josh Anderson has two goals tonight already and is really good. Let's pick up Tower DeFoley. He wasn't that great in L.A. I did okay in Vancouver. Wow, Tower DeFoley is really good. Let's pick up Jake Allen. Um, We're spending uh, $15 million on our two goalies. Yeah, the game's called goalie, not hockey. <laughs> this guy's just—he's killing it. Montreal's killing it. They are clicking on all cylinders. Not excited to play this team, like I said before. I think Toronto can take them, though. I think Toronto's going to take them. Toronto's going to get number one in, in the division. Montreal's going to get number two. I'm saying it right now. There's people listening, and they don't like it, and that's okay. But they can come on this podcast. They can call me up, and they can come on this podcast and tell me I'm wrong. Well, Kyle, we do play them three times this month. So in the next two weeks ish, you're going to see three games against Montreal. And I'm going just two, two for the Leafs. I'm going to say three for the Leafs because I'm not a pessimist and I believe in my team. But uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, Montreal fan or Ottawa fans, I'm sorry, guys. You guys play them four times this uh, <laughs> this month and twice this week. So you know, batten down the hatches. I haven't got into sports betting yet, but I might get into it for those couple games. <laughs> yeah, it's free money, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's enough about the Habs. That's fine. We gave them their credit. They deserve it, and it's totally fine. Let's get back to the Leafs for a couple quick questions. New segment, quick questions about the Leafs. Um, Leafs, special teams. Leafs power play. Leafs penalty kill. 
They are really hot. Penalty kills taken a little bit of a hit recently, but I think that's um, over-exaggerated by that huge penalty game there. First in power play, 21st in PK. Feeling good about this stuff. How do you guys feel? Quick answer. How do you guys feel when the Leafs go on the power play? And how do you feel when the Leafs go on the penalty kill? You got uh, 10 seconds for each one. Go, Craig. All right, so when Leafs go on the power play, I feel pretty good. Obviously, the top power play line is clicking really well. I love seeing uh, Simmons on there, as we were talking about last podcast. The penalty kill, it uh, I think it looks better than what the numbers say. Um, I like seeing Mikheyev out there. I think he looks good in the penalty kill because he doesn't need to actually play the puck. Um, I think they've had a lot of turnover from their penalty kill last year, so I think it's going to take them some time to get a little bit of chemistry out there because I don't think Mikheyev was ever out there before. Uh, I know they lost uh, Kapanen and Cece, who got a lot of penalty kill last time last year. Um, I think it's going to come together. It's gonna, it'll be better than the 21st, hopefully, maybe. We'll see. Dan? Dan, real 10 seconds for each one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel much like Craig. I mean, the the power play is crushing it right now. Um, I, to be honest, I just look for where Simmons is, and then I have fun watching him play yes! because yes! he's our power. Well, Mikheyev's going to get a, um, a shorthanded goal, but I mean, Simmons is our power play man right now. And if it's not Simmons, I'm watching. It's usually Marner because he's going to feed Matthews a puck, who's going to put it in. Uh, so power play is great. Penalty kill, they need to shore up a bit. Their defense uh, is good. They just need to talk a little bit more on the ice. I think they've had a couple misplays uh, right in front of their goal, which is kind of stressful. But, um, you know, they the, I'm not worried. They'll get it together. Moving on. Anderson, we talked about him quite a bit. We had some trade stuff about him before. Um, 892 save percentage. Decent amount of wins, though. He's pulling through when he needs to. How do you feel about Anderson in these past couple games? Ten seconds, go. He's looked a lot better than he did in those first two games. Um, I think any sort of controversy there was, as soon as Campbell went down with that injury, they went out the window. He's made a lot of really big, last or huge saves, uh, very timely saves, saved a whole point in that one Edmonton game, taking it to overtime. But I don't, I'm not worried about him. He looks like he normally does, you know, midway through the season. Just shaking off those October jitters by February. Sweet. Dan? No, I agree. He's uh, he's fifth uh, right now. Yeah, fifth right now. He's also fifth in the the league for saves taken. So, like, he's taken a lot. Like, the Leafs defense still needs to get a little bit together on the on that. But Edmonton games didn't help. Anyway, I'm feeling good about Anderson. I'm very happy with our backup. But I, I think uh, Anderson's going to be solid for the next couple of weeks. Um, he looks good. And when his confidence is high, he plays well. I'm sorry. You're happy about our backup right now? <laughs> well, okay. It's fair enough. He's happy when Campbell's back. Yeah, it's, yeah, sorry. Wait, which... I, I don't we, love... We no, I don't love Hutch. I'm not happy with Hutch. I'm happy with Campbell. I, I, yeah, I didn't put it together that Hutch is currently our backup. Hutch is crazy. <laughs> talking Hutch, about, man. Uh, <laughs> talking about uh, fourth backup goalie here, David Ayers on the Leafs Fan and Hostile Lands podcast. Oh my God. Daniel, really happy about David Ayers making his debut against the Montreal Canadiens next Wednesday. That's the only thing we have to go against the Montreal Canadiens. David Ayers. <laughs> hey, it might work. <laughs> you laugh, but okay. it might work. You never know. Uh, last question, last quick question. Uh, Mitch Marner, just killing it. Beyond Leon Dreisaitl Ooh, and so Connor hot McDavid. Right now. <laughs> so hot. 
Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, they don't exist on, on this plane, so they don't count right now. Mitch Marner, third in the league in points, which is so good. Does, this is another quick question, does Mitch Marner take home some hardware this year? Does he get an award? I think he's on pace for maybe a Lady Bing. Um, yeah. Which one's, that? You, very, which one's that again? Uh, most sportsmanlike and exemplifies the spirit of the game, something along that line. Cutest kid uh, in the league. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, basically, whoever can play well, exemplifies the game, doesn't get penalties. He doesn't take a lot of penalties. And he obviously, every time he's out on the ice, he's working as hard as he possibly can. Um in terms of play, uh, people that are actual, you know, mortal beings, he's leading the league in uh, points, um, which I think is great. He's got a lot of really nice feeds over for Matthews. Matthews is passing more. Marner shooting more. Um, you know, Matthews' goals are starting to creep back up, not as high as we were expecting. But with Marner scoring, doesn't matter. I don't care who scores as long as the puck goes in the back of the net at the end of the day. Yeah, and it, I love seeing um, Marner score or shoot more often. Um, that one nice goal he got uh, while falling, um, celebrating from his, his back. <laughs> yeah, um, and with that nice little pass right from the sideboards from Matthews, and uh, just fed it right through and one timer while he's fallen. And um, yeah, Mather, uh, Marner's having a is going to have a great season. I think he's on. You know, I, I think he'll finish with at least sixty points. That's my my prediction right now. Daniel, hardware for Mitch uh, Mitch Marner. Um. Well, you know, you know, Lady Bing's not a bad choice if it's uh, if it is kind of like all around good person on the ice, um, but also playing productively. Yeah, I would say Lady Bing would probably go to Marner because he's producing. He is. You you see him on the ice, and you know if he's got the puck, something good's about to happen. It's not usually you see Marner with the puck like I. Watching old Leafs, you know, you'll see like Fanuf skating up with the puck, and you're like, "Oh man, are you just gonna turn it over in the neutral zone?" But like Marner can just skate right through everybody. He can. He's great at bringing the puck into the zone. He's great at uh, the little bit of forecheck that he's doing right now. He's uh, he's fun. He's fast. Um, I'm pro Marner for sure. I think 60 points is uh, ambitious, but I think he can pull it off, especially with the shortened season. Uh, but I'm I'm really happy to see him up there in points leaders for the season. Really, really happy. I don't think uh, Marner takes home any hardware simply because of our uh, gentleman on a different plane. And uh, I do think he will get the most votes uh, of his career so far, though. And I think he'll be kind of like second, third. He might get some nominations for some of these things. Um, yeah. But no hardware for Marner this year. But maybe next year. You never know. Matthews, I think he'll get lots of votes, too, and he'll be uh, potentially nominated for things. Uh, Dan, you got some league standings for us. I do. So uh, right now the Leafs are number one in the standings after 10 games. Is that how many they've played? Yeah, they've played 10 games. So first overall in the standings. I know that uh, there's some argument there with the Capitals, but, you know, we're going to say, or no, sorry, actually, not the Capitals. Um, Who else is it? There's somebody else that's uh, tied for first as well. Flyers and Capitals now, yeah. So I'm very... uh, cautious to say yay at this point um but you know 10 games out of 56 so we're nearing uh 20 of the season done go leafs go i'm very excited to see where if they can keep this kind of momentum going um what do you guys think think they can keep it going i think we touched on the one team that is going to give toronto the hardest time and i think it's going to be montreal 
Flyers are the real deal. Washington is uh, the real deal as long as those American teams stay uh, COVID-friendly. Uh, I think it's going to be Toronto-Montreal. They're just going to fight. They're going to fight for that top spot, not only in the division, but in the league. And some of the teams in the North Division are are kind of fodder for points. Obviously, Ottawa. Um, Montreal is destroying Vancouver. They're winning 2-1 right now, as far as I know. Edmonton struggling because of their goaltending situation. Calgary's going through a little midlife crisis right now. Uh, Winnipeg is, I'd say, pretty solid and will be, you know, third or fourth in the division. But, uh, you know, if they're third and fourth, that means they've lost to someone, and it's probably going to be the Leafs and the Habs. Uh, Leafs-Habs, top of the league, not just the division. Craiger. Yep. It's really weird this year when you're only playing you know, six teams at a time, I feel very disconnected from the rest of the league. Um, you, you know, Washington and Philadelphia, sure, they're doing really well. They're in a very tough division. Um, that East division, I think it's called this year. Yep. It's a very, very, very good division. And uh, I know they're starting to have a couple postponements right now with a couple teams out with COVID. I think uh, I saw the Buffalo game is can is postponed and the New Jersey game is postponed. Um so there's a little bit of a lopsided there in the uh, in the standings. Um, I know in especially in the central, I believe it is. There's a lot of teams that have only played half mm-hmm. as many as everybody else. Um, I think I'm not too worried about overall standings this year, just because you're not playing anybody else. It's it's so divided that looking at something like that is really based on your division. Um, the nice thing is when it comes down to the uh, to the semifinals, or I guess the conference finals. You only have to play one team from each of those divisions, so we don't have to worry about seven of them from that East division. We only have to worry about one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm going to say right now, Toronto's going to the semifinals. Why would I think anything else? Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm just worried about the division this year. I'm not too concerned about the, the overall standings. Um, keep an eye on them, see how teams are doing. But overall, I think we re- really should just worry about those other six teams that are going to be following us. Well, I, to, I do. Go. Sorry, I do agree with you, Craig. Um, but I, just a little math. Uh, just they are also. Someone told the me there would be no math. Division standings, given that they're top of the league right now. So, uh, just one uh, one quick stat. I just wanted to mention. I saw this uh, this week. Since Sheldon Keefe has taken over the Leafs' coaching job, the club has played uh, .649 hockey. So that's a hundred and six point pace. The Leafs have never played a .649 season since the original six days. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and not entirely a small sample size right now. Like, obviously, compared to the original six, sure, but um, if you combine when Keefe started with what's going on right now, that is yep. some cool math right there. That's pretty cool. Well, he's been around for almost 60 games now, so we're pushing up three-quarters of a season, so... Um, in yep. 20 more games, we'll see how it is, and then kind of get a good idea of what an 82 will look like. Nice. Okay, we have just breached uh, 50 minutes on this podcast. I think it's time to call our quits, so let's make a bet. We're finally going to get into a good rotation now. Craig is going to go uh, two weeks in a row on let's make a bet. I can't wait to go three weeks in a row on winning let's make a bet. Let's check our tally here. Overall, for the entire year, uh, Mr. Nurse is up uh, $30. Mr. Shaw down 10 and Mr. Uh, Britton down 20. So I'm feeling pretty good in the bank account. I could probably go get, uh, you know, a hot fudge Sunday with that. And uh, you guys can join me when it's allowed. Craig, what kind of bet do we have? 
Okay, I've got something a little bit different this week for uh, the Let's Make a Bet. I'm going to make you guys bet on yourselves. Oh, bet shit. on what you oh. know. So, I've got five different NHL drafts in front of me over the last ten years. I'm going to give you five of them. I'm going to name you the first two players drafted in that draft, and you have to tell me who was drafted third. Got me thinking the other day when we were talking about the Dubois trade with uh, Matthews and Line A going first and second, and I completely forgot that Dubois had gone third. And it really made me think, no one remembers who's drafted third. So, what I'm going to say, I've got five different ones here. I'm going to ask you guys to guess how many you think of these five from the last ten years you will get right. So if you get it, you get the right number, I will give you the number of dollars based on what you guess. And for every one over or under, you will lose a dollar. Is this like wizard? Kind of like wizard. Let's say that. Okay, so I have to bet how many I'm going to get. Out of the five. Out of five. Can yes. I pick zero and not try? You just stole my bet. I would get zero dollars, <laughs> I guess, then. So that well, would then you'll really win nothing. nothing. Okay. That's not really making a bet now, is it? That's true. Okay. Am I allowed to narrow it down? Can like can we get a year range? It's the last 10 years. Okay, it's the last 10 years. Okay. Five drafts from the last Making 10 years. Making it pretty years, easy to start. Third overall pick. Okay. Um, well, I'll lock down. my bet in at yeah. zero. <laughs> okay. I'll give you... Yeah, okay, sounds betting. good, Dan. <laughs> I'll go four. I'll th- I think I could get four. Okay. Thanks for showing up, Dan. You can uh, you can take off now. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not a draft guy, so I'm gonna be like I think my guess for two of them is gonna be Van Riemsdyk. <laughs> I think we're going back more than ten years, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, okay. <I> know. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna start. Uh, I've actually got five in a row here. So 2011, drafted first overall was Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Drafted second overall was Gabriel Landeskog, who was drafted third. Kyle, can we? Do we know the since, team? Since, no. Ah, oh, Jesus. Um, I'll let Kyle go first because Dan, you said zero. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna get this one. Oh, Linus. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Florida. I'm not sure that actually helped. <laughs> uh, Jesus, Florida. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Huberdo. Did you look that up? No. Okay. Yes, you're right. I looked I, I looked up, but I didn't look it on the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, correct. It was Jonathan Huberdo. Okay, thank you for the hint. Well done. Yep. All right. So next year, 2012. First overall was the greatest draft pick of all time, Nail Yakupov. Jesus. Second overall was Ryan Murray, who was third. Um, this was such a bad year. Like, it didn't. This was happen. not a good year for the draft. Uh, Ryan Murray, a third was good though. I think yeah, third was good. I can't remember. You need to give me the team. Sorry, Mon- Montreal. 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 Uh, I don't think he's still playing on Montreal. Though. Oh wait. Uh, no, he wasn't drafted by Montreal. Yeah, this is my one that I'm not going to get. No idea. Dan, any ideas? Well, I know who it is, but I, I'm not going to guess. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it, was, it is uh, Alex Galchenyuk. Galinchuk, Dan. Galinchuk. Yes. If you knew. Come on. <laughs> All right. Oh Moving yeah, forward. that was my first guess. <laughs> Next year, number first overall, Nathan McKinnon. Second overall, Sasha Barkov. Who was third? Oh my god. This is tricky, Craig. Um. Yeah, no, I need the team. You know what? I'd have to look that one up because I'm not sure if he was drafted by the team, but I'm going to say Tampa. Tampa. Okay, thank you. Oh, but the, okay, the team that picked was Tampa? Tampa. Correct. St- uh, Stamkos. Jonathan Druin. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I remember him getting uh, drafted there, and then they traded uh, Circuit Chef for him. All right, Stam- one more. Where the hell was Stamkos? I'm Two more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, 2014. First overall was Aaron Eckblad. Second overall, Sam Reinhart. And who is third? Oh, I know this one. That's Paul Yarby. Ah, uh, oh, shit. No, it sorry. was fourth, wasn't he? No way. That would oh, be shit. no. That's the that's the Dubois year. Because when they took Dubois third, everyone was confused because they thought they would uh, they were going to take Paul Yarby. There was that one. Okay. So it's 2014. Yeah, Third overall. You have the right team. Oh, I did? You have oh, the right team. Jesus. Fuck. It's dry sidle. Yes. What an idiot. Well done. Well done. All right. So, last but not least, very much not least, first overall, 2015, Connor McDavid. Second overall, Jack Eichel. Third overall, Kyle. Dylan, Dylan Strom. Dylan Strom. And- Daniel, can you guess fourth? I'll give you one dollar if you can tell me fourth. Uh, I know fourth. <laughs> I'll say Mitch Marner. <laughs> okay. You got That's a dollar for Mitch Marner? <laughs> <laughs> I just took a dollar out of your pocket. <laughs> oh, my God. I guessed four, and I got two. Jesus. So I think I had a better win percentage. You owe me two dollars, Kyle. Wow. Because you're off by two. <laughs> and, Daniel, you... Got a participation medal. Fantastic. If you want to switch the guy important. on the top, if you got want to switch out the guy on the top of the trophy, then take the bowling guy off, put it whatever you want. You know, that's up to you. But uh, well, thanks for coming out. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This week, we'll see you again next week. Uh, follow us on uh, your favorite social media at uh, LFHL Podcast or at anchor.fm slash LFHL. And until next time, go Leafs go. That's how the beat goes. <laughs>